Well, hello, Robert. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am awesome. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in so late. So if you could just do a quick, brief introduction, so my podcast listeners know exactly who you are. I know who you are, but they don't know who you are. Um, my name is Robert Washington. I am the nephew of the host, Christine. Um, I am 17 years old and I currently live in Ohio, but I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. Well, thank you for that introduction. So listen, we're gonna jump right into the discussion. So as you know, um, I'm all about like empowerment and encouraging and motivating people. And so we are doing a challenge. It's a self-love and self-care challenge. And so I just want to kind of pick your brain and just talk to you about what you feel about self-love and self-care, especially for someone being, I mean, you're kind of like a young adult. (laughs) So from your perspective, when you think about self-love and self-care, what comes to mind? Hygiene. (laughs) That's a good one. Yes, hygiene. (laughs) What else? I feel you, you I just, I just feel it has everything to do with hygiene. Because if you go look in the mirror, after not showering or like not brushing your teeth, doing your hair, whatever you got to do, you're going to think you're ugly. That's going to ruin your self-esteem. And okay. that's not going to allow you to give yourself the love you need to. But when you shower, brush your teeth, all that, and you look at yourself, you get a little confidence booster because you see yourself looking healthy and clean. And that allows you to love the way you look more now, include and adding on to your own self-love. So do you think that, you know, if we went with, you know, hygiene and, you know, making sure that you're so fresh and so clean and it just makes you feel better, how does that, you know, how does that affect people who don't have access to those types of care? Do you think that their, you know, self-love and self-care for themselves is kind of like diluted because they don't have access to make sure they like so fresh and so clean? For them, I feel it would it would be more connected with doing what you can to get yourself in a better position. Got it. It's it's more or less not about like, I mean, yes, about hygiene, but more about not allowing yourself to feel the same or look the same as you did when you felt worse about yourself. At, at least giving yourself some type of hope by getting yourself out of a messy situation into a less messy situation so do you think that that is something that we're just born with or is it something that can be taught you know when I know how it is for you know people my age so you know I'm fly you know I'm 40 I don't look 40 but I'm fly but it took me years to get to where I am now where I'm learning how to love myself more. So when I was growing up, I was 
you know, I had self-esteem issues and then I was conceited. And so my conceitedness, if that's even a word, came from having to be validated by other people. So people would think, oh, you know, when Christine walks into a room, you walk in with so much confidence. And really, I was just so conceited and insecure and I needed validation from other people. And one day, years down the line, I learned to break that insecurity and to learn to love myself for who I am as I start to really identify with who I am. Because growing up, you know, in, in my household, I grew up under what I would consider to be like strong women. And sometimes when we look at people as being strong, we take it as, you know, as they're, as them being confident and secure and they're loving themselves. And as I've gotten older, I realized that sometimes being strong isn't how we perceive it. You know, a lot of times people tell people to be strong and basically what they mean by that is you can't break down. You can't take care of yourself. You can't take time for yourself because you always have to wear this this face of being strong and it just comes off the wrong way. And I can't remember being taught how to love myself. I can't remember being taught to take care of yourself. You know, for taking care of yourself, of course, learning good hygiene. Of course, that was something that I learned how to do and making sure you dress nice and making sure that when you leave the house, you're always looking presentable and I think that that came off as maybe taking care of myself. But when I think of taking care of myself now, it's like learning how to use this word is called no. So I'm somebody who, you know, if I can help somebody, I'm gonna try to help them. And I've done this for so long that I don't tell people no. And my mental health has, you know, been affected. My spiritual health has been affected because I'm not telling people no. So for me, walking in like self-love is just saying no. Like, no, I can't help you with that. Or no, I'm not able to help you with that. And I'm just curious to know, like from your generation, because I had another guest on the show earlier and they were just saying like the younger generation, they know how to command self-respect. They know how to command self-love. They know how to command, you know, self-care. Do you think that in your generation, you guys really know how to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in your generation, do you really know how to love yourself or do you guys seek validation from other people? Most definitely seek validation. Well, I won't say all, but majority, majority that come off as confident or they, they know who they are, what they want. It, it's, it's mostly because they want to fit in with the crowd mm-hmm. that they find quote unquote cool. And it allows them to feel like, well, if I say this, it will sound like I'm more mature and they'll like me more and I'll be able to hang out with this person and that and like all that and that's why when on social media if you see somebody constantly posting about how oh I'm not going to settle for this or I'm not going to do that or I'm much more mature than this or blah 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 it's it's not really showing any type of maturity from them or any type of quote-unquote grownness coming from that person because they are reposting or re-saying something that 
hundreds of thousands of other people have already seen and also already said mm-hmm. so it's more of them following other people and trying and also trying to tell everybody else how much mature they are you don't see rich people well i won't say rich wealthy people going up to everybody saying how rich they are mm-hmm. they they keep that to themselves actual wealthy people aren't out flashing what they have they show it by investing in themselves and doing things that other people haven't done before setting new levels of matureness and setting new levels of just basically always adding to the ladder mm-hmm. being something different and being something new instead of seeing that thousands of people are on this one trend so i'm going to also include myself into that as well mm-hmm. it's more about starting the trend rather than trying to join in that is that's so true and that's so interesting you brought up social media because one of the things that i've noticed and i don't even i don't even want to say like it's a younger generation thing i think it's just in this generation meaning all of us together is people run to social media and they look at celebrities and they look at the pictures that they post and they just automatically assume like okay well wow this celebrity is posting you know a picture in this outfit at this show at this concert driving this vehicle and they must be happy based on the picture that they see on social media and based on the picture pictures that they see on social media people want to adapt that because they're idea of happiness and self-love is if I look like that and I have what they have they look happy so I'm going to be happy not understanding that those are just pictures and they're not real representations of who that person is and so that's why I think a lot of times people get surprised when they hear about you know this celebrity suffer from depression you know, this celebrity, you know, killed themselves because they're like, well, wow, I just saw them on TV. I just saw them on social media and they looked happy. And we have so many people who are being copycatters of fake happiness. And it's the same thing is, you know, and I'm gonna say young girls, I don't know about, you know, young guys your age, you know, a lot of times they'll see like these celebrity couples and they'll say couple they'll say couple goals you oh, know God, and they want yeah, <laughs> and so like they'll want couple goals based on pictures or a video that they've seen on social media and i just think that there needs to be a reality check that what you see isn't always what you get i can put on some makeup i can you know get my hair done my nails done get a fly outfit and i can take a picture to post on social media that doesn't mean that i love myself <laughs> that doesn't mean that you it doesn't even mean that i'm you know i'm taking self-care i could be funky as all get together <laughs> but you look that's made up and you're making this assumption and i just think that a lot of people don't even really know what self-love is and i think a lot of people are looking when i say like looking to other people for validations it could be you know strangers it could be family it could be friends 
but it definitely could be like celebrities and they're looking at them and they're like, oh, that's, you know, a couple goals or that's my goal. Not understanding that the people who they are trying to copy are very unhappy. One person that sticks out to me is Halle Berry. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's an actress and she has, you know, had so many unsuccessful relationships and she's one of the most beautiful women in the world but she's had so many unsuccessful relationships. To me, that's just confirmation that just because somebody looks like they're happy, doesn't mean that they're internally happy. So do you think that self-love is something that can be taught at any age? Or do you think that if you don't get it when you're a kid growing up, you're just never gonna get it? I feel that self-love itself cannot be be taught, but teaching self-awareness will help develop those skills to help you find self-love. Because if you're aware of what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad, you can prevent yourself from having to interact with those things and you can you can present yourself how you know will make you feel better or how you know will make you genuinely feel good no matter what anybody says it's it's more about being aware of your own emotions basically and how do you know that you aren't aware of your own emotions how do you even teach yourself to be self-aware You know you're not aware of your own emotions when you keep asking yourself, why do I feel this way? Wow. That's good. (laughs) So if you have to question it, then you're not even aware. Exactly. Do you think that the environment that you are in, that any of us are, you know, any environment that we're in, do you think it it shapes us into becoming self-aware? Or do you think it's more of an individual thing? So if I grew up, for example, if I grew up in a very toxic environment, do you think that I have a stronger or weaker chance of becoming self-aware? Stronger. Because you're set in an environment that you know makes you unhappy and you're self-aware of that emotion and you know that you need to get out of that area to feel better that's that's stepping you towards being self-aware of your own emotions and that also helps you prevent yourself from creating that type of environment when you leave the previous environment well that's good see i never thought about that i kind of thought that you know your environment might shape you know you might have somebody who is in a toxic environment and then that just causes them to be weaker but i also kind of think that it depends on the person at the same time most definitely depends on the person. So when you think about, you know, like your peers and the people who you hang out with, do you, so like, I don't even know if you guys use this word, um, but we used to have like hype people. So we would hype each other up. So I'm gonna give you an example. You know, what we like to say, and I don't know if you heard this, um, <laughs> that when a black person gets dressed up, and they go on somewhere, how other black people compliment them, and they're like, where you going? What you got on? 
and that's a compliment like you looking good um do you guys you know what i'm saying in your age group do you hype each other up like do you encourage each other do you motivate each other or is that just a personal thing within yourself um the it's mostly only the females that hype each other up so guys don't do that they don't do it because when when guys are seen constantly hyping their other male friend up Mm -hmm. or constantly posting or talking about them it usually leads from negative comments from both other males and other females and they might try to start teasing them talking about oh you're always around this group of dudes you must like them or something or make it more make it seem like something that's not make it seem like it's it's instead of just friends hyping each other up and making each other feel good it's something deeper than that I guess Making something them, more like sexual yeah making them okay. feel uncomfortable to even do it in the first place so at least so a lot of guys just not doing it at all or if they do there it's not telling them they look good or like uh yo you you pulled that off or something like that it's more of just like maybe calling them their brother and like leaving a leaving a black heart emoji or something like that and that's that's interesting you said that because that was one of the questions that I have for you is is do you think that when we talk about you know self care and self love that that's more something that is pushed towards women versus men because I know that if I were looking for an empowerment session I can go search on social media and look up empowerment session I could just put those two words in. And a list of events would, you know, pop up, but it would be geared towards women. I'm a woman, so I have not seen too many sessions that are for men. And I think that's, if I'm understanding it right, I think that's because, you know, empowering, encouraging and motivating and and teaching men about self-love is made to seem like that's not a masculine thing. I also feel it comes in the terms because um, a lot of people feel that men have had have been in in power and had more had more ways to uplift themselves globally over the few hundreds or thousands of years than women have and now that women are finally getting to have that same footing in those positions it makes it 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 makes it almost an insult to Mm. try to make a man feel big or good about himself i was kind of like you know when i was listening to that i was thinking that it has just become so normal for and, and like women will say, yes, queen, you doing that. You did that. You looking good. Yes, queen. And I'll hear women say, yes, king. But I have never heard a man say, Keep, call another man king. 
I'm not saying that they don't do it. I'm just saying I've never heard it. And like when we say it, we we say it is to like hype her up or to hype him up. But I cannot say I've ever heard. And I'm not saying, of course, you know, is I don't think I would hear a guy say yes, um, King. But it's just very rare. You know what I'm saying? Like you were saying, like they, it, it just gets fem, you know, feminized. I don't even know if that's a word. When guys try to hype each other up. And I think that that kind of plays a part in why men deal with insecurities and they deal with not even knowing how to love themselves because they're taught that it's not even a masculine thing to love themselves. And so if a man can't fully love himself and take care of himself, how can he fully love a woman and take care of a woman and his family? Is that possible? Uh, what a lot of people fail to realize is that men from a very young age are taught that they're supposed to be strong. They're not supposed to cry, pout, whine. If they get hurt, get up, walk it off. They're supposed to protect their little siblings supposed to be the protector of any women around them. I, I was even taught from a young age that if I'm walking with another female, that I'm supposed to be walking on the side of the street, not her. So it, it's it's more men are taught to push away any emotions that would 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 mean that they have to be catered towards or that they would have to be given special treatment or attention to just because they feel this way they they are they are meant to to be the fixers not the one that's not the ones that need to be fixed Mm. so how would you feel because you know you you're dating um, and, and one day you might decide you want to get married but how would you feel if when you were older you met a woman and she was taking care of you so you used the example you were taught to walk by the street and she walked you know you walk by the street and she walks on the inside and I kind of feel like that's something I taught you I don't know um, but how would you feel if the roles were kind of reversed meaning she's like care of you I want to make sure that you're okay I want to make sure that you're good kind of pampered you the opposite you know flipping it from how you were taught so and I know one of the things I've said is like Robert you know you're supposed to open the door for a lady when she walks in what happens if you have a lady that's like nope I'm gonna open the door for you and 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 I'm gonna throw something else in there multiple questions for you to answer um why are you thinking about how to answer that and then also there's this new trend of women proposing to men. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm for it. So you would be all for it if a woman got down on her knee and was like, Robert. Yes, because that shows that she's actually interested in me, that she, that even without me, she does her own thing. She's independent. She doesn't follow the societal rules she she does what she feels like and she expresses herself how she wants to if she want to take care of me 
by all means go for it if you want to go get me gifts go for it i'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna give that same energy back but knowing that she's going out there and doing that without me having to make any type of um dang what's the word any type of uh complaint about it a complaint about her not doing that or not feeling like i'm i'm wanted i i don't i don't have to do that when she's doing that it's showing me that she's interested in me that she wants to show me that anything that i do for her she'll do it for me so i i have no i personally have no problem with that so you would definitely like stand by your wife you know, if somebody was like, so how did you guys get engaged? She proposed to me. Because you know, yes. like, that's going to be like, That's, that's a what? flex. Like, y'all all had to propose to y'all girls. My girl proposed to me. You know how, how good I had to been doing for my girl to propose to me? Y'all had to propose to her. So you I like, I had to, to, you like, so basically I trump y'all. Because for my girl exactly. to to propose to me that's major and so for you you wouldn't consider that to be a woman who because a, a lot of the pe- people are saying you know that's weak you know for a woman to propose to a, don't love herself because if she loved herself hey, she it, would it not be getting be down on her knee me. it can be weak for me but if that if it if that means it's weak for me that means it's strong for her and i'm fine with that so what does that mean weak for you strong for her because if it's weak for me to get proposed to mm-hmm. then it's it's only logical but that means that it was strong for her to do it anyway because she because if, if we're doing it like that then that means that i didn't play my role and she stepped out of her role to do something that not a lot of people do she's she's creating that trend she's being different and she, so for she, you, that's that's like, for you, that doesn't make her weak, that makes her strong. And that makes you even more proud to have a strong woman who's like, you know what, I don't care what people say, I don't care what people think, I love him, I wanna marry him, so I'm about to go get this ring, I'm gonna get down on my knee, and I'm gonna propose to him, and that's gonna be what it is. Yes, I, I would be perfectly fine with that. See, that's a new perspective. That's why I'm glad that you joined the podcast because I definitely wanted to get like a different perspective on this whole conversation about self-care and self-love because like I said, we're working on a a two-week challenge and we just finished the one week of the importance of it because I think we're lacking it. I think a lot of people are lacking it. And I did a poll on my Instagram and on my Facebook and Instagram 100% was like, I do not practice self-care and self-love daily. Facebook, it was like a split. And so I gave a challenge. And in the challenge that I gave, I told um, everyone that they needed to say to themselves, you know, you're needed, you're valued, you are loved. And then make it more personal by saying, I'm needed, I'm valued, I'm loved. Because, you know, I believe in affirmations. I believe in speaking those things into existence because the more you the more you speak it, the more you believe it and the more you can walk in it. And so I definitely wanted to throw that challenge out to everybody to continue to do that, especially now 
um, during the pandemic. And for some people, isolation made them really have to self-reflect. And I know a lot of people are hurting and they're struggling. And I'm just like, okay, how do we, we come out of this pandemic struggle and this pandemic hurt? Well, let's work on ourselves. And I'm glad to have your perspective because, you know, not just because you're my nephew, you know, I told you, you're like, oh, very wise for your age. So if <laughs> so if you could leave my um, listeners with words of wisdom, what are some words of wisdom? See, you're 17. So I'm going to flip it. What are some words of wisdom that the 17-year-old Robert wants the 40-year-old Robert to know? Well, I got like knowledge of a million years. So the best advice I can give to myself would be to just live life. Stop worrying about what's in the past because that's not going to change. Focus on what you're doing now and where you want to be tomorrow. But don't worry about what's going to come tomorrow. Be excited because it's something new. And whatever it is, just go with the flow. Well, thank you so much, Robert Washington, for joining the Finding Crit. And thank you, viewers, for tuning in and listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and make sure you guys share and tune in next week as we continue our discussion about self-care and self-love. Have a good one.